Hello and welcome to the Evil G Podcast, the official podcast of the letter R. Yes, that's right, we own the letter R now. If you use it for any reason, I will see your ass in court. That's all right. I honestly thought this week was going to be brought to us by uh, puberty pushing. So, <laughs> puberty pushing me. <laughs> oh my god! I nearly fucking died. I had to be working yesterday between that and Car and Jarrett. Oh my god! I have to say, Dark Order knocking out of the park without being the Dark Order thing. Oh. Fuck me, hey. It's so funny. God, the the whole that whole part me negative one and all the boys, even fucking Tony Khan. Ah, even Tony fucking Khan. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? Shouting the dark order. <laughs> uh, He's like, uh, out, I bet he always says that when they show up for TV. <laughs> I probably. The hell are you doing here? He won't. He, he doesn't put them on on his TV show, so they shouldn't allow him on on this. Get the fuck out, Tony. They should. They should do that in a later episode. We try to show up. They're like, nah, nah, you're not booked. Uh, it's episode one hundred and thirty-three. Yep, sorry about that <laughs> wrestling chat there, but it was. I've been cracking up for a solid day about it. Oh, it's amazing. Um, speaking of wrestling crap, uh. Have you, by any chance, it's been around for a while, have you heard the lyrics to Christian's theme music? Lyrics to Christian's theme music? The, the version. No, here, I, I will play it for you. I know Jungle Boy, he looked at me like a father figure. He sure did. But here's the thing, Jungle Boy. I never wanted to be your father. I never wanted to be your father figure. You have a father. But your father's dead. 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 Do you, think, do you think when they're giving Christian, I know we're starting right off the wrestling here, but do you think when they're giving Christian opponents, they just find someone whose dad's dead and go, right, you're fighting Christian? <clears throat> yeah, that's a part of it. He hasn't done so much Dead Fowers stuff. Well, he had, he had to go with fucking Dustin this week. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, your dad's dead, you know? <laughs> your father's dead. Uh, yep. Sorry. Well, well, we'll talk more about that later. We'll probably talk more about that later. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, a hot, a hot start this week. <laughs> In a hot start, my mic's very fucking hot. Have you got any games you played while I try and adjust this so I'm not deafening everyone? Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I caved and bought Sonic Superstars. Ah, um, oh, fuck! But I only paid twenty five quid for it. Oh, uh, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. I picked it up on CD keys and it runs absolutely perfect on Steam. So, you know, I got it for the Steam Deck. Um, I, you know what? See, for 25 quid, fucking good game. Telling you that now. Uh, so, there's been obviously many attempts to try and make 2.5D Sonic games. And I don't know if you've ever played any of the 2.5D Sonic games, but they never could get the momentum right for them moving. It always um, felt too slow. I was going to say name one for me, but I, I'm going to say no. Nah. If I have to ask that, then no. Nah. 
Yeah, you never played Sonic Generations, did you? No, no. Gee, I ain't played a fucking Sonic game since Sonic and Knuckles. There you go. You sure as hell didn't play Sonic 4 because it was fucking gobshite. That was one of the worst examples of it. Um, But see this? They have nailed his momentum. It literally feels like you're playing a Mega Drive game with the movement, I mean. Um, It's like the first time they've actually got it feeling perfect with the 2.5D. So it feels really well. It plays really well. It looks really well. Um, My only... Honestly, the only gripe I have about this game is the soundtrack is brilliant and shite at the same time. And it's really gritting when it goes to the shit. Because it doesn't make sense. Because see, there's two composers. You've obviously played Sonic Mania. You did play that one, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Sonic Mania. Brilliant game, mm-hmm. right? Excellent soundtrack. So they brought that guy back. And you're thinking, fuck yeah. And then the other guy they brought back, you should be excited for because this is the man who wrote Escape from the City. And everyone loves Escape from the fucking city, right? But instead of playing guitars and, and doing his thing, he decided to try and make like a retro soundtrack. And do you remember Metallica made St. Anger and everyone went, hey, what the fuck's this? Why does this all sound like the same shitty drum? Mm-hmm. He's pulled that shit. He's went retro, but it sounds awful. Like, awful. And the worst thing, what he's done is he's taken like a 30-second loop and he's just repeated it every 30 seconds instead of doing like a full, big, proper piece of music like the other guy. I'm trying to remember. T. Lopes. T. Lopez. T. Lopes. T. Lopez. Um, He's, you know, done proper pieces of music and all for the levels where the other guy... Jun Sinun, Jun Sinun, um, he's just decided to make, ah, I'll do about 30 seconds and you can just loop that, sure. And they all sound the fucking same. They all sound fucking awful. And it really, like, sometimes his music interrupts the other guy's music and it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> so there's actually calls for the guy to come in and finish the whole soundtrack and then update the game. It's like, go on, give us a full, brilliant soundtrack. Yeah. Or give that guy, tell that guy to go play guitars again and do that. Do what he's good at. Stop telling him to, tell him to stop trying to experiment because it's just not working. So, yeah. It, just, it makes no sense how the guy who wrote Escape from the City could do this. The awful. But other than that little fact, it is actually just a cracking Sonic game. It's 2D Sonic. I think there's 15... 15 acts, each for like two and three stages. You play as Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. Some of them have their own specific levels when you're playing the game because they each have their own abilities, obviously. Mm. Um, so you'll get a level where you have to play as Tails because you have to do a lot of flying. You'll get one as Knuckles because you have to smash through things and climb. And then you'll have to, you'll get one as Amy where you're using her hammer to smash through shit and all. And then obviously Sonic's just all about the speed. But they, they introduced these new Chaos Emerald powers. And a lot of people were complaining about this in the reviews, going, ah, oh, the Chaos Emerald powers they take away from the game and all the rest of it. You, you don't have to use them, you know. You actually don't have to. They're literally used for finding secret parts of levels, and you will be given a heads up when you can use them. So Unless Sonic starts glowing a certain color, you can't use them anyway. So don't see what the big deal about them is. 
I don't know if people wanted more out of them or people just found them annoying. It, they would be very similar to the uh, the the wisps in Sonic Colors, so they would be, which people seem to love. So I don't see any difference between this and <clears throat> the wisps. When they but, say that it it takes something away, is it does it interfere I, with like the core Sonic? Well, run, run no, not to really. The right? <laughs> Well, no, because like you'll so you'll be underwater, and Sonic will start to glow like a sort of light blue, and that'll tell you how you can use your water ability. So Sonic turns into like a big droplet of water, but you can go floating around the water and get to different areas, and then jump out of it and start running to the right again. It just allows you to get to a different area if you want to take a different because every level, classic Sonic has about you know three or four different paths, so. These abilities allow you to get to the other paths, and collecting them isn't exactly that hard either. Yeah. Like the level, the the bonus levels you collect the chaos emeralds aren't exactly very hard. It's designed so, you know, don't worry, you'll be able to get these abilities. We're not going to make it like really hard to get them. It's a fucking Sonic game after all. So, I honestly wasn't too sure what everyone was bitching anymore. But like, say you can play the entire game without even bothering with them if you want. Like I have to admit, half the time I forget they're there and I just charge through anyway. So. I don't see what the big, the big complaint is about. To me, it's just another good-looking two D Sonic game. Um, I don't know if they'll ever go back now to the old pixel art of Sonic Mania. I think this is what they're going to be doing now. Is you might get a Sonic a... game every couple of years now. One of them will be the big three D version that we had last year, and then you'll maybe get a two D one. Me, I'd still love a, an old school pixel one as well. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a shame. Not having the pixel art version. Yeah, not it, version, but... honest, yeah. Sonic Mania done so well, both in reviews and sales. I don't know why you wouldn't give it another go. Yeah, it's it's weird that they never did a second one of those. This I, is gonna sound terrible, dude, but no no I honestly think it is. I actually think Sega were a bit annoyed that someone else made the best Sonic game for years. It wasn't them. <laughs> they asked someone from the outside to come in and make a Sonic game and then got pissed off when he did it well. <laughs> they, they didn't do it well. They'd done it fucking absolutely perfectly. So I think they were like, oh, you know, we can't have we can't have people outside Sega making Sonic games. No, 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 no. So... That, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, like, go, hey, go and make another one of those. It's like they've been like listening to fans for ages, going, "Hey, your Sonic games are shit. Go and make a good one." They're like, "Fine, if you can do better, you give it a try." And then they didn't. Went there. They're like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, we shites." <laughs> never, never again. So. The only thing I can think of is, that, is why you wouldn't do a Sonic Mania 2. The fucking reputation that game got was amazing. But um, like I say, Sonic Superstars, it's... I'm not going to say it's as good as Mania. It's not. But it's still a good game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word think, for it. I'm probably never going to play it, to be honest. The thing about Mania is, the other way Mania had that really high-speed madness at times, especially in the chemical plant zone and things like that. Because this is 2.5D, it doesn't move as quick. The momentum and all is there, so you can get up to top speed, but the top speed isn't as fucking bonkers as Sonic Mania. Mm. 
Yeah, it seems seems wrong. But it's still quick, just not as quick. And I think that's the game because it's three D rather than two D. So, but yeah, I mean for twenty five quid, I'm 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 sure as hell glad I didn't pay fucking fifty quid for it. I'd have been livid. Because it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's the longest game. Because you know it's a two D Sonic game. They're not supposed to be fucking long. But twenty five quid on CD keys. I was like, I'll have that, and it works. Like I say. I found out it worked perfectly on Steam Deck, so I was like, sweet. Happy days. So that's what I've been playing at all. Nice. Well, I have been playing the the new Prince of Persia. Ooh, something something um and get what's it called again? Prince of Persia Crown? Something about a crown? the lost crown um the lost crown. so i i didn't uh buy it i i've just signed up for uh ubisoft connect um ah. to give it uh, a try and probably try a few other things on there um like I played the the cream motor fast, which is pish. I'm not even going to talk about it because it's shit. Right. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. Um, but yeah, one thing I didn't realize about Ubisoft Plus. Um, so all their that sort of their their new releases, you get access to those. It's the mm-hmm. ultimate editions that give you access to. Oh fuck right. So all the the stupid add-ons and um cosmetics you get from or pre-ordering the you know the the yeah. hundred odd quid versions of games uh they give to you uh on this which was mm. unexpected but uh that's a nice surprise mm. but uh the the so the the vulver like prince persia isn't actually out yet uh you get it three days early they're playing that out shit it's like oh buy the expensive uh, version and get early access but because uh ubisoft plus you, you get it as well um nice. so then didn't have to buy the most expensive version of it um but yeah so this is a 2d metrovania but the yeah it's all 3d model characters um, and it is a really good one of those um, of what I've played so far. Uh, Metroidvania is that, see, I know some people don't like that term, but that's just that's just in my head what that, that those games are called now. And, that's what it is. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to re- call them ex- exploration action or whatever the fuck <laughs> No, they're people want search action. That's what they they referred to. Search Isn't that what they called uh, Metroid Dread? Probably. I think so it was called a Metroid game. It's a Metroid. You know, one half of the thing that you know this yes. type of game to be. Uh, anyway, yeah, Prince of Persia. So this is really, really well done. Um, first of all, the the combat phase really good. Um, it, it's really snappy and uh, just fun to fight. It feels satisfying. Um, you can do like combos and the stuff. You can juggle guys. 
Uh, you can pop guys up in the air and go and then follow them up and then hit them in the air and then you know slam them down and then come slam them down on top of them, um, which is all good. Um, it's got a very satisfying parry. Uh, sometimes enemies will do special attacks. That you, uh, if you parry them, you do basically a one-hit kill. Um, oh, nice. Which is quite good. Um, and then you've got, like, you, you can use your dodge to do different variations of attacks. Like, uh, if you attack out of a out of a dodge, you'll do this, like, kick that pops them up into the air, and then you jump up and combo them, uh, juggle them in the air for a while. Um, you can pop them up and then shoot them with your bow, like your Dante or some shit. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, the, the combat is, is very, very good. Uh, which is very key to these types of games where you're going to be running through the same areas. If it feels nice and good just to be fighting enemies, uh, that makes it a lot easier. Um, all the backtracking stuff. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so the the game gives you options, uh, a lot of options as well for for difficulty. Like you can independently change the uh, like the party window, right? So you the the base of the the settings are, are all separated out. You can you can pick like hard and easy and whatever the hell. Um, but it tells you exactly what you're getting there. So you know you're changing how much damage the uh enemies can take and how much they can give out and um yeah the the time window you've got to to nail a parry so if you're not good at parrying um you can adjust that and have an easier time of it um and still enjoy probably one of the most satisfying feelings in a game is <laughs> nailing parries um uh so yeah that that's that's good for the um they also let you choose like how you want your map to to display. So they will let you either have it. So it's what they call a guided experience. So it has all the icons on the map or there's a, a exploration where it's like, yeah, we're not going to show you. We're not going to mark anything. Figure it out. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why you would choose that one. I I went for guided because I feel I find these games is like you'll find a thing, um, or you'll forget where to go when you come back. It's always a, a common problem with these kind of Metroidvania games. Is you're like, oh, where was it again? Where haven't looked? And then you're you're like scarring the map for part that you haven't filled out to to uh, find where where to go next. It also lets you do this this thing. Um, you basically take a photograph it's kind of like a photo mode but it keeps that on your map um so you can look oh, i marked something there and uh scroll oh, really? hover over and then it shows you a screenshot and you're like ah oh, right there was a chest up there that i couldn't get yet and i've got a double jump so let's go um yeah, yeah. that is a nice idea to give yourself wee reminders i must come back here when i get such and such and all i like yeah. that idea yeah. sometimes you're like oh i could do such and such now a oh, fuck where the where the hell was this? And then you're running around the map, just going where the fuck was it again? Yeah, if you're like me, you end up doing like basically the whole map over again to see where yeah, you can get to. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the amount of times I've ran around Dracula's castle trying to find certain things. Oh. Um. Yeah, but this game makes all that uh, a lot more manageable. Um. It, it looks pretty good as as well. Like it. it They've gone with the the three D model stuff. Like it's not 
It's not like some fucking big graphical powerhouse, but um, the character designs are all pretty cool. Um, mm. Story wise, I don't know. Skip. It. <laughs> it's a Metroidvania. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Basically, well, first thing, you're not the prince. Oh. You're you're a warrior called Sargon. You're one of the seven immortals who are like all these. Uh, great wars of the persian empire um and you've just like uh finished a battle with some other empire i don't know i don't know persian history um but you managed to fight them off and you're celebrating that and then your mentor uh basically kidnaps the actual prince uh and runs away and then you go to this forward to this temple and that's where all the the weird time stuff comes into it because uh you're there and you've you the there was a a bunch of guys that went ahead of you to try and uh chase her down and you get there and they're all dead and it looks like they've been dead for years and and there's all weird time stuff going on because it's a prince of persia game yeah uh, haven't seen any uh um examples of you like directly being able to control time in this one yet though um any time stuff it's kind of like puzzly stuff like there was uh, yeah. very early on, there's a part where it's like a big destroyed statue. Like it seems to be falling down, but it's stopped in time. And then these things appear that you hit uh, and it sort of rewinds it um, as you're working your way up. And then it gives you platforms to get up to the, an area you couldn't get to before. Um, yeah, but so far I'm really, really enjoying this. Um, it's just a really well done one of these games. Um, that yeah, I think it sort of goes out of its way to be like really polished and not approachable. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Um, and like I said, the the combat's just fun. Um, it's also got like I think that like the difficulty does get um, ramped up because like it wouldn't be Prince of Persia without traps and shit. Oh yeah, of course. Um, like at some point, you have to be running, and the floor wobbles, and it falls out from under you. Yep, <laughs> and spiky things trying to kill you yep, yep, all over the place. Yep, yep. Like that—that's just a yep. Prince of Persia game. And the way they've done it in this is is, is good because there's like it's kind of like challenge rooms. There's like uh, there's these coins you can get. I don't I don't know what they're for yet, but it's basically there, there'll be a coin sitting somewhere and there'll be spikes and stuff and mechanics all over the, the thing and you have to traverse this grab the coin make your way back to safety and then you get that coin um mm. you know using all the, the the different like wall running abilities and, and that that you can do um mm. and then there is one where it's one of the upgrade materials uh for like there's a, a blacksmith in this game um and they send you out for this this ore, and you get to the, the point, and it's in a the, the chest. You hit the chest, and then the chest goes down, and then it's like, right, dodge all this shit. And it's these big spinning blades, and you, they like one comes out first, and you're like, right, just jump over that. And it's like, ah, no, the, here's two coming from the opposite opposite directions. So you're like, jump over one and run under the other, and then ah, but now there's three in a wall. It's like, ah, right, I have to jump up and wall jump to get over this one. So it's like. Um, you know, challenges and platforming and stuff like that, which is really good. Yeah, that sounds very cool. Yeah, did a really good job with it. Uh, which is a surprise coming out of Ubisoft. 
<laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a surprise being at his Ubisoft like, but it's good to hear there's another uh, Metroidvania out there that might have to be looked into. Mm. Yeah. De- uh, definitely uh, worth checking out. Um, <clears throat> I briefly tried the, the Avatar game, but I haven't really played much of that. Um, mm. So it, it seems a bit me, but it is kind of funny because all the humans are tiny. <laughs> uh, how about we move on to some news then? Sounds good to me. We got news. Um, first up, game. Yeah. Uh, where you can buy games in the UK and and you know trade your old ones in. For now. <laughs> uh so so yeah a game which is the the biggest like only <laughs> only dedicated like yeah, video game chain retailer um so they're according to to staff they have been told that they're stopping their trade-in program thingy where you can trade in your games for store credit or a gift card they don't they don't give you cash anyway. Um which is weird. I don't know I don't know what that means. Does that just mean they're not shifting these pre owned games anymore? I guess. Oh I can think is is are they just sort of like the pre owned market just isn't happening anymore? <laughs> Microsoft got their way. Uh, but but at what price? You know who'll be licking their lips here? Who? CEX. CEX? Yeah. Oh, I guess... We're the only place you can go pre-owned now. Uh, I guess they they can't stop, because if they stop, they, they've got nothing left. Yeah, they have no business. Um, I swear to I didn't know that game didn't... The, the, they never did uh, retro stuff. They wouldn't let you trade in retro um, no. things, which is, man, you would think that would be something that they would want because people pay some stupid money for. Oh yes, they do retro stuff. Um, the retro. <clears throat> I guess that must be what that. That's just CEX's thing these days is uh, retro mm. games. Um. No word if if uh, this is some sort of like is game in trouble again? I don't know. That's a good question. They seem to have uh, just changed into like if you walk into a game now, most of it is toys and yeah stuff like or that. Sports stuff. Oh yeah, so that's the ones that are part of like a House of Fraser. Uh, or uh, Sports Direct <laughs> just shoved in the middle of there because that's that's who bought them uh, right, last time when they were they were like going in the administration or whatever. I'm not gonna lie, I I only thought it was our town over here that did that, and then obviously when we were in London last year for uh, the wrestling, we obviously went into game and it was this tiny wee corner in a Sports Direct, mm. like 
fuck. Yeah. The one here in Derry is like a like has one of those parts where it's like here we have a bunch of PCs. Oh, yeah, that's because Derry we have our own esports team. Do we? Yeah, do you not remember we're called uh and I quote the walled city rats? <laughs> don't we I, yes. don't love me in my shit. I want no part of this. <laughs> That's what you remember this because I remember we were across the town and we seen it. We were all the rats of all the fucking names. Oh, yeah. We're the that, fucking rat. That, so that last day we were standing in game and you were over here and people have funny conversations oh, about Castlevania and that yeah. th- that section was very crowded. There's a bunch of people in there. Was that was that their esports team? Yeah, because I think they're all playing like a a Dota type thing or something. Yeah, I see. Mm. Weird. I didn't think I didn't think esports was a big thing in in our wee country. I mean, uh, is anything a big thing? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, what, that's that. That's what if, what if a bunch of us had walked in there and went, "Hi hey, lad, go and fire on back in Quake or something." Would they have looked at us and went, "No"? Maybe, maybe they had the whole thing booked out. Oh, all right, uh, oh, you, uh, you could maybe you have to book it. Uh, no, one boy thought you were for buying an arcade machine. He did, he did, <laughs> and then he was all, "Oh, they were like they had it in a fucking thing over at the side because it was you pointed out to me going, hey, Stu, they have some of them arcade machines.'" And I was like, "Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck! Hey, what have you got in stock?" And he was all, uh, "Nothing." I was like, "What the fuck? You oh, they had, <laughs> they had none." So I'm mean, pointing to you. It's like, "Hey, there's Atari Fifty. They they don't uh, they, they put Atari Fifty into one of those. Oh, what are they called again? Uh, arcade One Up. Oh, uh, what Arcade One Up? And you were like, "Oh," and then you went and. What yep. are you, what are you, and he's like, oh, we don't have any. <laughs> so you can't even buy one and have it delivered. I suppose at no. that point, just go online and buy it. Yeah, well, that's, well, I went over to Smith's Toys to get mine. They were doing it cheaper as well. Because <laughs> they actually stocked them. And they actually stocked them. <laughs> uh, moving on then. Well, delivered for free as well. Yeah. Fuck you, game. <laughs> yeah, they forced me to buy a shite t-shirt. So fuck that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's player one. It's like fuck. Also this shite t-shirt. Like, I just want to buy a PS5. Fucking hell! I don't want a t-shirt. I was like, no, you have to buy the t-shirt. Jesus. Oh, I remember that. Uh, Elden Ring DLC. We're still waiting on. Ooh. Who knows? Did I dream it? Is it does it exist? Um, well, uh, apparently someone spotted uh, an update on Steam that adds like mm. a DLC listing for uh, Elden Ring that doesn't have a name. Mm. Um, this is uh, this is on uh, Steam DB, which is like the the back end part of it so you can't go search for Elden Ring on Steam and see some DLC but there's an entry for Steam DB unknown app 2778580 um we're we're all guessing February still because of the launch of those controllers and everything like so I think this is <laughs> adding it it could be soon it'd be nice if they just turn around and went, it's out soon or out now right next year whatever 
<laughs> I mean, we're 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 hitting we're close to hitting the two year mark here. We are, we are. That's what, what that? we thought they were going for. Two years after the launch, here's the big DLC, and this DLC is meant to be massive. They usually are. From software, mm. don't do small DLCs. From software, don't know what small means. Mm. But yeah, this uh, I guess this is just adding more evidence to the uh, what we know about the well. <laughs> we know it's they're making a DLC. It is proceeding smoothly, and some controllers are coming out in February. And we still don't know if it's the good controllers or the wee cheapy controllers. It's probably cheap ones. No, I, don't... I was looking at the, some of the big control, uh, some of the uh, high-end controllers. They're fucking nice controllers, I have to admit. Yeah. I don't know if they'd add much to justify the price, but you ever held one of those, like, just, just the build quality alone feels very nice? You know, I haven't you're like... One. You're holding it with the, the weight and the materials used. Like, yeah, this feels expensive. <laughs> if, you know, if you know what I mean. It's like, I don't know if this is going to help me play it, but it feels like a, someone paid some money for this. Um, so remember we were talking about Tekken 8, and we're all very excited for that. And, and you were like, yes. yeah, no, we don't have to deal with fucking Eddie players. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I know. Well, guess who the first DLC character for Tekken 8 is going to be? I heard rumblings it was Armored King, and I was all, fuck yeah. And then they were like, oh, fuck you, it's Eddie. And I was like, you bastard, Hardy. Because we were slagging him. There's only one answer. Harada's been listening. Uh, Fuck you, Harada. (laughs) You heard us slagging him, and he was all, I don't like Eddie, do you not? Watch this here. I get he probably wasn't even meant to be in this game. They just quickly fired this model together and gave him his move list and all just to give me the middle finger. I mean, it's the same move list, isn't it? Although, there'll be tweaks and all because of this new heat system and all, so God knows what he'll be like now. Mash buttons, and, down. mash buttons and he spins in circles. Well, mash kick buttons. You don't even have to press the punch buttons. Punch? I fucking hate. <laughs> I fucking hate Eddie Corbo. Hate him. Well, good news, because he's going to be in the game, and you can beat him up. I'm going to stove his teeth in. <laughs> Do you have problems with fighting Eddie character or Eddie players? Or No, no, no. It's because whenever you go online, it's the only bastard you ever see. Uh, yeah, I guess that would get annoying. It's like, I just want to fight someone who'll stand up and fight instead yeah, of yeah. set a roll around on the floor. <laughs> the worst thing is, I have to go, right, well, if I'm fighting you, there's like five moves I can do now. These five moves are very effective, but I'd rather pr- try and summon the other. Like, trying to, you can't, trying to grab Eddie Gordo is fucking insane. So it's like, right, this guy's not getting suplexed. He's just getting drop kicked in the face 20 times till he's dead. Um, I always find... King of low grab, that'd be nice. I always find Asuka, be, like, never had any problems with... Eddie. Oh yeah, because she'd do them. Uh, she'd cartwheel the fuck out of them. Uh, yeah, cartwheel kick seems to take priority over whatever the fuck he's doing. Uh, he's too busy dancing and then getting kicked in the head. Mm. I like to say, you find a couple of moves that can take him, take care of him, but then that's fine. You're sort of 
you're sort of going, right, well, there's not much else I can do. To, it's working, but I have to keep doing it to take this guy out. Yeah, so, it just it, ends up being boring. Like, so it's, oh, I have to yeah. bring out the fucking Eddie, Eddie fucking countermeasures and not play the way yeah. I want to play. Aye, aye. That's like that. That's what I get fed up when you see it online over and over again. You're like, God damn it! But the worst thing is, people have to realize it's like, hey, there's a whole bunch of eddies online. I wonder if people figured out how to deal with them. And it's like, yes, yes, we all fucking have, and it just it ruins our day because it's all we all fucking deal with. Mm. But maybe it'll be different. Maybe people, you know, because he's not in at launch, maybe everyone will pick up something different, and then they won't bother as much when he comes out. You'll get that initial blast of him because he's the first DLC character, but maybe everyone will get sort of go back to their people they were using before. And that's like, just, man, when he came out in MK, you used to see him everywhere, and now you barely see him. Yeah, well, that's just people just waiting for him. Yeah, I suppose there will be. I mean, he is, but he's been around since Tekken 3, so it's not like he's a newbie anyway. Mm. Uh, see, Harada as well as asking uh, Native Americans about Julia. <laughs> Uh, he was a little distressed after it was pointed out that uh, she was a racial stereotype. I mean, you look at her design in Tekken 1 and 2 and you go, Oof. but I suppose Tekken 1 and 2 was of its time. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. yeah. There's a there's a there's a guy that does kung fu. He looks like Bruce Lee. You know, it's like mm. every fucking kung fu guy has to look like Bruce Lee. You know, yeah, it's a fighting it's a fighting game. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Is yeah. uh is T Hawk yeah. in any way? Yeah, well, accurate that's or... well, he's Mexican. He's not even Native American. Oh shit! That's even worse. Well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> when when. When you don't have a lot of story to put someone's character across, you basically have to put their character across by how they look. I so guess wanna... th that's the point he actually made. It's like I we can't I I don't know how to I don't know how to like express that she's Native American other than stick feathers to her. Please help. <laughs> that's pretty much. But then what... everyone had everyone had two everyone had two and three costumes, so it's not like he had the feathers in every costume. It was just uh, one of them. So. I don't, I, would sort of get around that. I don't think anyone's giving him shit. He's literally asking people, it's like, how do you do this? All right. So he wasn't getting shit or anything? No, 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 no. He came out be like, um, he's, he's like, he's genuinely asking, uh, like what, what they, what, how do we do this? Right. Um, which is, uh, that's grand, but I have one answer. Don't ask me for shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you, uh, that was just all that preamble just so I could say that. <laughs> yep. That was that was it was well worth it. Punchline was worth it. Um Valve being seasoned assistant people. Yeah. Who'd be doing a, stuff? A mod for a portal. They were making like a DMIC. Like yeah. Uh, like a N64 style called Portal 64. Um, and, um, Valve were like, hey lads, Nintendo will come down on us. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have to close this down. Yeah, it's it's weird where they're like, oh, we, we don't want to risk the N Nintendo. But it's like, Nintendo don't own not the numbers 64, do they? 
I'm sure they don't, but if you're, you know what they're like. If they seen a game that looked like it belonged on their N64 graphically, and it had 64 in the title, they'd be like, oh, uh, wait, 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 that's not it. It actually uses uh, some Nintendo stuff. Oh shit! Did to it? to achieve the effect. Um, ah right. Okay. Yeah. So the reason. So the guy making it said that the reason they wanted to stop development on Portal 64 was its dependence on Nintendo's proprietary libraries. Uh, so yeah, I guess they were using actual Nintendo stuff. And Nintendo uh, hates its fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. There's, there's a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime about Nintendo, but I don't think it's an official Nintendo thing, so I'm surprised it's even up there. Mm. I wonder how long that'll last. Um, there was an hour thing though. Uh, I don't know. This might be different. Uh, because like the Portal sixty four thing was on Steam and being done, you know, mm. through official channels. But then there was this uh Team Fortress Source two where they were like taking Team Fortress two and trying to port it to the Source engine. Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Uh, and Valve issued a DMCA takedown notice, but they were putting that out on GitHub. So, I don't know. Because uh, Valve uh, has always been pretty open to fans making stuff like Black Mesa, the yeah. remake of Half-Life. Uh, and Hell, they... that's how fucking Team Fortress was born. True. I, um... But maybe they're like, hey, if you're going to do this, uh, they I think they do have an a, approval process for if you're like doing stuff with their properties. Um, mm. And this was maybe outside that. But maybe. I don't get like, ah, oh, don't do this because Nintendo might. Is it? Go- <sighs> Everyone's afraid of Nintendo. I would be like, hey, remove the Nintendo properties and continue uh, you, on. You probably couldn't do it then, because there's probably a bunch of N64 files to be able to do that stuff. Oh, that's a good point. Um, uh, here's another weird fucking thing that a company's doing uh, that seems to not take into account any of its fans. like, Capcom have so so they've they've basically rolled this back actually uh that's the story but they added I don't know if we covered this before they added a DRM yeah. to Resident Evil Revelations the first revelations uh the one on the boat <laughs> yes don't know what this was about initially <clears throat> uh I know what it was about why... oh, okay right so so you remember no, we did that. We did talk about this before. Remember, they came out and said, uh, we see mod, they were basically putting mods and cheating into the same bucket and saying, oh, this, this is, uh, you can't do this with our games. Yeah, um, yeah. I might that like it was done in a really weird language and they were talking about, uh, reputable damage, uh, uh, by mods that are offensive to public order and morals, whatever the fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then oh. remember before that, at a 
fucking Street Fighter 6 tournament, someone forgot to turn their fucking Unity patch off. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Ah, we're connecting the dots now. Uh, uh, but this, uh, it's called Enigma Protector. It's a DRM. Uh, and I think that is to stop people from uh, installing mods and stuff on single player games, which I still think is fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, single player. And as is often the case with these shitty DRMs that eat up all your uh, systems' resources, uh, it makes the game not work anymore. Um, so, that went well. Yep, as always. Um, yeah, they, they, they need to sort out what constitutes as cheating that that matters as in you know online competitive shit where you ruin the time yeah. for everyone else and installing mods into a single player game that should be fine um on the Eurogamer story in this uh they've pulled out uh some of the some people went to the the forums of this enigma protector the the software itself mm-hmm. um and some of the replies like just written in really bad English. Like official replies from the company. This is an admin. Uh when someone uh raised the point it was like, hey, the revelations runs like shit now since your your software's on. They're like, curious, what action do you need from us? And why do you blame us that someone use our software? Someone use, we do not push to use it. What is our guilt, you think? So like, who the fuck like wrote this? That's translated from something. Yeah. Uh, and then they yeah. follow, follow up with their, why are you so sure that all that you reported belongs to our software? Is your DRM software and this is the shit you do? Maybe you are so it's angered because you... Can't. all of your base. <laughs> it's a fucking hell. It's just fucking pish. Um, I... Usually the DRM software is that de novo shit. Yes. I don't know what this... Enigma Protector is. And this looks so fucking dodgy, their site. Yeah. And Capcom is using this shit. And Capcom is sort of an on the up and up. I'd hate to think they're starting to slump again. I will say that the uh, first flag on the <laughs> on the language selector is Russian. So great. All Capcom's personal details are now on the dark web. Yep. Because, um, you know, obviously Capcom have a big celebration this week. Fucking Street Fighter 6 has reached, what, 3 million copies sold? Yeah, it did. So, uh, maybe they're thinking, oh, that's it, boys. We're fucking back up there again. Time to bring out the shitty tactics. Let's get argument. <laughs> we won the hearts and minds. Let's fucking spend it. Let's get that EA mindset rocking. Oh, it's not EA. It's not even that bad anymore. No. Nah. EA's on the other side of that, where they're they've been like trying to salvage their reputation. Yeah, it's like pre PlayStation Four Sony. Uh, who's the scumbags in the development world these days? Fucking yeah, well, that's one of them. I was gonna say fucking everyone, every every company that isn't independent, they're all scumbags. They keep sacking everyone. Fucking mm. Amazon sacking loads of Twitch people. Um, there was more layoffs this week as well. Uh, from someone else. 
Uh, I know Amazon was a big one. Yeah, Twitch was 500. I think we spoke about that last week. We did. Or no, or was it the... Um, the what do you call them? Yeah, Discord. Discord are laying people off. Discord, sorry. Yeah. 170. Um, fucking shit. Uh, yeah, where were we? Speaking of fucking shit. Um, you see that AI Mario at, the, at CES last week? No, I've I seen people talking about it, but I didn't see it for myself. I saw one clip of it. Um, someone asked something about nutrition that went into a whole fucking tirade in a really bad Italian accent. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so this is some AI-powered hologram of Mario. I do not know what they were demoing. It's like, what? what is this a proof of concept of... My question is, were Nintendo aware of it? <laughs> no, they were not. Oh, Jesus. That's an our question. It's like, why the fuck would you poke the bear? I know, it, uh, like, like with the other one, it was like, uh, um, like, yeah, doing the, uh, the Portal 64, like, that's a fan thing. This clearly isn't yeah. a fan thing. This is some shitty AI company, so you're already shit. Um, yep. What's the name of this company? Proto something. Oh. Proto hologram. <laughs> You're fucked. Um. So uh, I guess they're they're <laughs> they're trying to sell like a big box that'll have a hologram, and then you talk to it, uh, mm-hmm. like a big shitty Amazon Alexa or something. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. A big shitty Amazon Alexa. Why would you want this in your house? I, well, <laughs> you know what? The creepos all love it. Yeah, I don't even think that's. I don't even think it'll. <laughs> I don't think it'll suffice for that. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, and it sounds like shit. Um, so yeah, the machine games, we've moved on yes. to the next story, by the way. Um, yep. the, <laughs> no, they, they haven't done anything weird with holograms that, that I know of. Um, so they're the guys that did the, the Wolfenstein stuff. So yes. we know they've got chops in making games where you'd be killing Nazis. Yes. Um, and they're, they are, we know they are supposed to be making an Indiana Jones game. Um, and some internet detective has f- found out, or reckons they've found out what this game is called. Um, right. So Lucas have been flat out registering uh, domain names uh, all around the, the like, like, very similar domain names. Uh, and... One of those domain names is Indiana Jones and the Great Circle Game dot com. <laughs> well, I wonder what it's called. <laughs> so this person reckons uh, it's called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle Game dot com. <laughs> I think they may be onto something. I think 
Nothing tells me. I mean, I'm not the best detective, but uh, I, I, I can see where they might be getting the idea from. Um, so th- there's a is big this, mic. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Just gonna say this is Machine Games. Are they owned by <laughs> Bethesda? Yes. All right, so this will be Xbox only and PC. Well, we were talking about last week about the stuff uh, happening with. Oh, yeah. You know, Microsoft looking yep. at stuff. Ah, well, maybe, maybe something will happen there. Who knows? This isn't even announced, though. They have not officially announced an Indiana Jones game. No. Well, no. Was there not something? There was oh, a wee teaser oh yes, yes, yes. There's a wee teaser trailer of, like, something Indiana Jones, but they haven't said what. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, they, they haven't said what it's called or, or shown... I don't think they've said what kind of game it's going to be. This could be a, a visual novel, for all we know. But, machine machine games making a visual novel. But I, I think they're going to show uh, show more about it in this, uh, this Xbox thing that's coming up soon. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And I, they actually have announced that. Sorry. The game is announced. They just haven't announced the name. Uh, yeah, so on the 18th, on Thursday, um, they've got more than 10 minutes of game and developer insights, whatever that means. Oh, and they're, they're going to tell us how we play it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a controller. I was just thinking... Um... Because obviously everyone goes, oh, why would you need an Indiana Indiana Jones game when you've got Uncharted? It's like, they don't have to be the exact same thing. No, they don't. I mean, this indie game could be first person for all you know. It is Machine Games who specialize in first person shooters. Yep. Um, You never know. Yeah. No, literally nothing. Uh, Point out here from that wee teaser as well, there is a book on the desk called Ancient Circle. Ah. Well, mm. Mm. circles. So the game's going to be about mm. circles. Spirograph. Uh, yeah, she's going to be playing Spirograph. <laughs> and then every so often, Arsa Ford shouts, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> and you punch a Nazi. Uh, the PS5 is allegedly getting a new controller. With uh, 12 hours of battery life. It's listed on Best Buy Canada. Do you find the battery life for your PlayStation controller ever annoys you? I find that I don't unplug my PlayStation controller. <laughs> well, so yeah, there's, I wouldn't yeah, there's know. that as well. Uh, I've never um, thought to myself, I need more battery life in my controller. But it, it is pretty shit. It, it might be, uh, uh, I do know what when I've had unplugged, it doesn't last very long. You'll you, you'll uh, you'll get through one session, and you're like, ah, oh, this thing's just plug it in. So that's that's the reason why I don't unplug it. Maybe if I had a bit better battle battery life, uh, I would play it unplugged more. Hmm. I do play me uh, Xbox without the controller plugged in at all times because I have a wee charging dock for that. I just throw it in when I'm not using it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I can actually use my Steam Deck to con- charge me PlayStation controllers for mine. 
rarely run out of battery these days. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Sag Aftra, yep. the actor actor union, um, they're they're all very happy with themselves because they signed some agreement with some AI crowd, uh, called fucking Replicant or lovely yeah Replica Studios, <laughs> um, studios, like yeah, uh, um. Replica Studios, uh, for uh, where they say um, talent under SAG after can get fair ethical agreement to safely create and license a digital replica of their voice. Um, and then there's a bunch of SAG after members being like, I did not agree to this, you bastards. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy, uh, Steve Bloom, he's a voice actor, does oh, a lot. You know, you. You'd know his voice. Uh, he does a lot of Spike. games. He is Spike. Um, see, he he was saying uh, nobody in our community approved this that I know of. Games are the bulk of my livelihood and have been for years. Who are you referring to? When they're like, all oh, we, um, you know, said the saga after the same members. Uh, they spoke to members about this, um, and a lot of a lot of people saying the same stuff. Uh, th- th- there's they have fucking hung people out to dry here. Yep, they have. Because you know what this starts is some nice studios, this Replica Studios, if they're doing, if they get hired to do voice acting for games and then they're like, it opens the door for them to like, oh, right, so we're only going to hire actors that all will agree. Because they mm-hmm. say, oh, the voice, ca- the voice actors can opt out. Uh, but like, what's gonna stop the companies from just not hiring anyone that opts out? Um, yeah, exactly. So, so then you're kind of forced to opt in. Yeah. And then if you're not opted in, you're not getting a fucking job. Yeah. Um. And then that leads to the fact that what that then once they've got someone uh, and they've signed this agreement, uh, like they would probably like pay them a lower rate to license the AI copy of their voice than to get them in to read actual lines. They are always like a company is always going to go 100% of the time for the cheaper option. Um, and if you played the finals, you know that the Mm. AI voice acting isn't very good. No, <laughs> I, I just, something, something just didn't feel right the entire time, and as soon as it was pointed out, I went, "That's what it is." It just, it just felt like they were, as I say, it wasn't like they were just reading off a page. It wasn't even like that. It was just like it was just uh, they weren't putting the right emotions and ah, it was. It's weird that you you you've heard it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I uh like. I think the finals is a really good example of, right, so here's what can be done. Because they're, the way they try and frame it, it's like, oh, we're not trying to replace the voice actors. We're trying to, like, have it in this game. So it's like every, when the game you're playing is being commentated live uh, and the action's being uh, 
you know, being reacted to in the moment. And you couldn't do that with voice actors. We use the AI instead, but you're, you're like, you're playing it and you're like, this may as well be a bunch of canned lines that a voice actor mm -hmm. recorded in a studio. It would be no different because mm. like, it, it doesn't really <laughs> like, like it, it, there's nothing very specific that it refers to. It's like, Oh, someone yeah, dropped not anything. Someone dropped a lot of money. Yeah. Um they use the name uh that they auto generated for your team. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like you're choosing your team name and it's reading it out. So it's like, no, nah, no, nah, th this is this is actually terrible. Um and you shouldn't do it. And SAG is doing a bad job uh of protecting voice actors by even fucking going near the shit but there you go hopefully like uh more people just uh like it it will do a bad job and someone someone someone's gonna try it at some point and it'll come out and yeah. people will be like this is fucking pish and that's how they'll learn their lesson yeah yeah well they're gonna learn their, their lesson the hard way like everyone else does hmm like do you remember? Do you remember like a year ago we used to have a section about NFTs and uh, <laughs> all the all the all the fucking you know studios at the time were oh this is the future this is the future yada 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 and look where we are now you know no one talks about it anymore. Do you remember I would that? I would love an update uh, from Square Enix on how their NFTs are. Remember it wasn't it Ubisoft set up a whole NFT fucking team Be and all. <laughs> They did, and they put it. They applied it to that bad uh, Ghost, Recon. Ghost Recon game. They're like, "Oh, you can get a hat." And I, everyone's I like, think the, "Nobody cares. Your game's the bad." Total they made, if I'm not mistaken, was like three hundred and twenty dollars. It was something stupid like that, though. Um, so yeah, you know, this AI voice acting is going to be. Oh, it's the future. It's the future. It's the future. We'll come back to this in a year's time because somebody's going to do it, and it's going to go shite. Um, best case scenario is like none of the voice actors uh, agree well that's the only way you could do it yeah, everyone has to agree not to do this but so you, a handful you, agree that that's it you, you know some bastard will get paid and go aye I'll uh. <laughs> you know but that means everything will be his voice just so everyone it's like oh there's this one voice actor now doing everything uh, who was the voice actor that tried to turn their voice into the NFTs? I was Troy Baker. <laughs> what a fucking arsehole. Because <laughs> then he fucking tried to argue. It's like, oh, no, you just don't be a hater and all this hearing. That's when everyone was like, what the fuck did you just say? Uh, I, the, the artists that were on board with the NFT, they were uh, annoying, like, especially annoying. It was like, it's new ways for artists to, uh, uh, man shut the fuck up you don't need this here here's a canvas here's some paint go fucking art on it and then you did an uh, art sell that fucking nfts it's just a lazy way so you can like copy paste copy paste copy paste let's change color of this and then mix a bunch of stupid shit looking ape drawn well actually one shitty ape drawn with variations and sell them for fucking hundreds of thousands yep it's very expensive, yeah, but it's also a very good joke that we can all laugh at now because we didn't buy them. I had to buy about a year ago now. We were all laughing at that. Bunch of fucking marks. 
<laughs> that's what they are. That's exactly. This is just like it's the modern day con job. I guess. Yep. They're fucking uh, snake oil salesmen. Yep. Actually, snake oil would be more useful. I don't know, you actually do. <laughs> you would actually have, uh, you know, you would assume it would come in some sort of container and you could use that for other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. throw the snake oil out and put your whiskey in it or something. Ah, that'd be great. Um, oh, I would straight to whiskey, sorry. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's so stereotypical. Now Harada's going to get on to me. <laughs> Give me the drunk Irishman and, and take an eight. DLC coming soon. <laughs> I'd try that. Yeah. Uh, right, last one. Take two and Remini are fighting over the letter R. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. Like, the logos aren't even remotely similar. They have the letter R. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the similarity begins. That is where the similarity ends. Who um, the fuck has ever looked at Remedy's logo and went, "Ah, oh, yes, Grand Theft Auto." Look, who who clicks on Control or Alan Wake sees the big R come up and goes, "Ah, fuck! I'm loading up GTA by accident." Also, he does that. Also, the, the, like on Remedy's logo, it says Remedy. Oh yeah, so it does. <laughs> like right there. And there's no star. Yeah. This is incredibly fucking dumb. Do we know who started this? Uh, Do you really need to ask? Uh, uh, Who's been going after everything that uses the word rock star? uh, (laughs) Fucking take two. So so it's no, no longer the word rock star. It's now like... The fucking letter R? What the hell are we doing? It's like, God, sure. we called Evil R Studios. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, how about you use all just shut your face and make Grand Theft Auto 6? The end. Which I won't buy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's so fucking... So basically, Rockstar are going after Remedy, and Remedy are like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, you, take... You don't own the letter R, go fuck off. <laughs> take two is like, there exists a likelihood of confusion on the part of the public. It's like, um... Okay, let, let's even say there was confusion. What? The, so... It's like one of the best games came out last year. Um, Alan Wake 2, mm-hmm. someone might go, oh, Rockstar made that. Ah. <laughs> it's like, you yeah, yeah, it's kind of in your favor. So yeah. so that Instead argument... Going, <laughs> do you remember them shit Grand Theft Auto remakes? Everyone goes, no, nah, but they did Alan Wake, that was brilliant. Ah, oh, good shout. <laughs> you know, so there you go, they can actually help get rid of your shit reputation. Hey, do you remember the trade that charges 40 quid for Red Dead 1 again? Ah, but they made Alan Wake 2. Ah, Red Dead, that's all right. You know? This is just... I don't know how good they've got it. Yeah. I think this is just a over-bloated um, legal department looking for fucking shit to do. Yeah. How about instead of uh, sacking... Developers, we sack some of them boys instead. 
That's, that's obviously why they're doing this, so they look busy. By the way, you get those managers in offices and they don't actually know what their job is, so they'll send an email out every so often telling everybody how the how all the wee drones are doing. So then they go, ah, I look like I'm three days. Where all the drones see the email and go, this fucking idiot has no idea what their job is and just don't pay attention. That's what these people are doing. It's like, we need to look like we're busy. Ah, uh, what do we do? Hey, that R looks like R R. We should, we should start a case and we'll look busy. That's exactly what's happening here mm. fucked up oh well all right i knew that was a sort of a very long run there and, and i know it might be a, might be a bit close to home for us <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go and uh copyright the letter r yeah may as well do the full fucking alphabet no one owns that right <laughs> and while you're at it just do the, the numbers zero to nine as well <laughs> I own language. Yep. You, you have to pay me. If you talk, write, read, you have to pay me. But what if what if the language you speak doesn't use the English language symbols? Are you all right then? Yeah, you're probably fine. Everyone better learn Chinese. <laughs> uh, right, let's, uh, let's get into wrestling then. Um, mm. Just first off, so, uh, Jack Perry showed up on New Japan. That's literally what I was going to say. We should probably start with Mr. Perry. He's, he's finally showed up somewhere. <laughs> and he ripped up his AEW contract. I'm um, not going to lie. When when I heard about this, I was like, oh, fuck. And then I seen how it happened. I went, oh, fuck. This is a pretty cool story idea. Yes. Did you think this was real for a second? Well, the because... way it was worded to me. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. You can't just go on to an or show who partners with the company that you work for anyway, and then tear up your contract and be like, I don't need no, this no, no. anymore. The, the first words I got was Jack Perry showed up on New Japan last night. That was it. And I went, oh, fuck. Uh, and then I got, oh, he tore up his AW contract. And then I went, ah, oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and had a, what was the armband? He had scapegoat. Scapegoat, yeah. Ah. So he's going to do a very cool thing, I'm guessing. You got a big-ass beard. I've seen that. He's <laughs> looking well. Who did he attack? Uh, Shuto Umino. Or Shuto Umino. Oh, is that John Moxie's wee, wee buddy? John, John Moxie's wee buddy. Ah, his adopted son. <laughs> so Jack Perry better watch himself. <laughs> I'm just, I just, oh shit, hang on, wait a minute. I know that name. <laughs> John Moxie's adopted son. Um... But yeah, you'll probably do a bit of work in New Japan for a while. And then I guess my thinking is he could end up doing the storyline. Remember the, the storyline we thought MJF was going to do a couple of years ago when he was going to, when we thought well, there was a whole thing of him quote unquote leaving and then he was coming back and we thought, oh, he's going to be pissed at all the WWE, ex-WWE guys getting all the thing and the, you know, the old, mm. a, or the original AEW guys getting treated like shit. Suppose you could kind of do that with Perry now. You could. If you hadn't just come out and wheel a shite out of Christian and Age together, <laughs> and that's what give, yeah. that's what brings them together to form a tag team again. <laughs> yeah, you can see him going after anyone who's like a, an old WWE guy getting treated with reverence. Fucking Perry just goes after him. Man, that'll make my face in my eyes. <laughs> but he'd go after everybody. So I mean, even boys like Joe and everything. Joe isn't Joe is at WWE, but he's not an ex WWE yeah, guy. He was never true, a WWE true. guy. Same with John Moxley, not a WWE guy. Just, just if you think that, <laughs> if you think 
John Moxley, as he exists now, is the same guy, the same wrestler that was in WWE. You're fucking nuts. Right, I'm going to ask you a list of people then. And if Jack Perry was doing this story, should he go after them? Yes or no, right? Could he go after Claudio? Uh... Forget, like, in-ring ability or anything. Would, would you count Claudio? Yeah. 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 Um, what about Danielson? <laughs> no. No? Okay. It uh, was so too... No to Danielson... Is not Daniel Bryan. Like no, I, Claudio is Cesaro. He's just the fucking same. But um, Danielson. I like Danielson. Yeah. Again, I like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> again, was never a WWE guy, um, mm. and still isn't. Yeah, he had a great he run was, at WWE, but he's not a WWE yeah. guy. As we've said, he would definitely have to go after Edge because Edge is literally just being Edge. Yeah. Um. Would you have him go after Miro? Uh, yeah. Is Miro the same? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Well, was, yeah. the, the Redeemer ship is very different from what he was doing. Yeah, but in, once he gets... See, the way I see it, there's, there's the character thing, but there's it's when you get in the ring. If you're doing the same sort of stuff you did in the ring, then to me, that's you're the same person. Whereas... Like, Danielson wasn't allowed to do certain moves in WWE. Yeah. And Mox was not the fucking madman he was. He is now in WWE. <laughs> Mox is Mox in not... Even Mo Mox is in rings. That is completely fucking different. Aye, aye. 100%. Um, whereas, like I say, Claudio just does the same shit. Mm. Edge is just doing the same shit. Claudio's just um, like, oh, I can lift you! Yeah. Claudio is very good. He is very good. He is very good. <laughs> he, he does have no personality. He should fucking go after FTR, break their legs. Aye. Even though I wouldn't <laughs> consider them to be. <laughs> no, I know. But... but still, the CM Punk connections there. So exactly. Well, see, that was my thinking. That, that definitely yeah. would be his uh, prime his target if you were going to do yeah. something like this. But I think he would be, it wouldn't so much be him coming back and going against uh, XWWE or, you know, punk guys. I think mm -hmm. he would be more angry at Tony Khan. Yeah. And he will just want to destroy everything. Uh, so you go after Tony Khan's golden boys first. You beat that ever loving shit of Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> If you pre-recorded that, I reckon Tony Khan would do a good job selling the shit out of it. Don't have it live in the ring. If you pre-record that, have it like backstage or something, and give Tony Khan a bunch of coke before he does it, you can have an absolute <laughs> amazing segment. You barely get in a few stuff ones there. <laughs> oh, you know he would as well. Oh, sorry, boss. I forgot I was holding a ring of quarters there. <laughs> Man, that would actually be a cool story if he came back and started beating the shit out of TK himself. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad to see him back doing something because I really, really like Jack Perry or Jungle Boy, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I know he's not the best talker, but when he's in that ring, he's fucking fantastic. And that's he, all that matters to me. He's the best contract ripper upper. <laughs> um. 
Dynamite was in Dilly's place. Been a while. Um, yeah. Shows Dilly's place are always really good. Um, yeah, the fucking crowd were fantastic. I just, have to point that out before you can get started. The crowd mm, were unbelievable. It's really good atmosphere. Mm. Um, and we get the, a, an excellent opening match here with Hangman and Claudio, and it was great. It was brilliant, hey? Brilliant. Um, yeah, so this is Hangman. It's, got, it's a race to Joe now between Hangman and Swerve. A race to you. I love how we're not even taking Hook into contention. No. Hook's a, <laughs> Hook's a fucking dead body on the side of the road. That's what Hook is. <laughs> He's not in the race. He's some poor wee bastard got run over. Oh, he's 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 believed his own hype and he's <laughs> <laughs> worked worked himself into a shoot, brother. Yeah. Well, he's the fucking pit crew that wishes he could get into the race car. No, he's the pit crew that gets hit by the fucking race car <laughs> by accident. Oh dear. But yeah, uh, his big race hangman and swerve now racing towards Joe. But this match was fucking brilliant. The really cool moments as well in it. Mm. Uh, I love that uh, Hangman had to hit him with two buckshots. Because obviously it's Claudio. So he hits him the first time and Claudio does like with sort of bounces but wobbles back up to his feet. But the speed of which Hangman does it because he, he buckshots and he doesn't sort of stop and turn. He sort of just figures this big bugger's getting up. So he sort of continues on back outside and in Again, fucking really smoothly done. It was very well, very cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so this um this whole daily space thing seemed seemed to be like an impromptu tribute to Brody Lee. It did. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so we we had two matches on on Dynamite and then obviously one on. Rampage. Well, we um, say it was impromptu. We found out why on BTDO it was a tribute to. We did? Yeah, it was Brody Jr.'s birthday. Oh, right. So it was. Um, it, it was legit. It was legit his birthday. So yeah. Tony Khan was all, we'll do a wee thing for your dad then, as seen as we're in Daly's place and stuff. Yeah. So I don't mind it to uh, uh, putting uh, Preston Vance and Anna Jay in matches here who were. You know, have, mm. but you pick pie, Brody. Um, so it's all very nice and great, no. <laughs> and you know, Vance is you know negative one's favorite friends, whatever. Yes. But, but did he we forget? Did we forget how he turned heel? <laughs> yes, yes, he literally. <laughs> Literally turned on Brody Jr. <laughs> yes. And is currently in LFI is a bad guy. And was like, ah, he's a face that I don't worry about it. <laughs> it's almost like uh, the Daily's Place episodes are non-canonical episodes. It's like, I fuck your storylines and outwards, time about a crack. Uh, that's a, I think that's a good way to put it. This was all non-canonical. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I was say Brian Cage is on fucking fire in this one. Fuck me, hey, he 
Unbelievable. He, he looked great. I think he uh, he may have suffered an injury. Uh, he apparently has mm. a, a tore. I, I don't know if he, he got injured in this one or maybe the show before. He's been tore lat, I think, which is those big fuck off muscles down the side of his, you know. <laughs> So, which but, big fuck off muscle? The ones on his back at the, that stick out at the sides that look like wings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. make they make him look like some sort of fucking backwards fighter jet. <laughs> he uh, is, he's a human action figure. He really oh, fuck fucking is. Fucking Edge wouldn't bump for him though. Ah, uh, uh, what the ever loving fuck? Yeah. Like I know, I know Edge is a sort of big guy, but this is Brian fucking Cage we're talking about. <laughs> um, what was, do you think? Uh, who was the, We had Cassidy, Edge. Vance, oh yeah, and the, the other people in the match. Uh, Dawson Rhodes. Dawson. He's been getting a bit dead. busy lately. Yeah. <laughs> figured out why. Figured out why. And then we had Gates of Agony. Cage and Archer, and as soon as I seen Archer, I went, "Oh, I know where this is going." <laughs> Archer and Cage have had run-ins before. <laughs> Fuck sake. Uh, um, I did like Orange Cassidy trying to fucking choke slam everyone. <laughs> well, he wasn't for giving up. He got up eventually. He, he, I love the fact when he grabbed Cage, he literally couldn't get his hand around his neck, and Taz couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> It was pretty good visual, just like look like a child. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cage is just that big. The thing is, the rest of his team were no small boys either. Uh, so he doesn't it's not like he's tall, he's just like fucking that wide. I, I don't <laughs> he's, got, he's definitely not, not the tallest, he's no. eight foot wide. Um Yeah, that, that was that was good. Um it was a good entertaining match and it was Fans picked up the win he did over it. Tola Leone. Yeah. Because there was a breakdown of communication between Archer and Cage and all hell, I'll start breaking this. I've noticed that Archer's doing this thing with Jake. Whenever the crowd starts chanting for Jake, he'll start shouting. He's not happy. Oh, I, I noticed on... He was on an or match. Yeah, he was on Collision. Collision. Jake got... Six-man. Yeah, Jake got involved and he was telling him off. He's been doing that for a while because I know Archer's done a few matches on Rampage here and there, and he's been doing this. Uh, he's doing this thing where he's been telling Jake off a few times now. So mm. I'm wondering, are they getting ready to break these two apart? Maybe Jake's gonna hang it up and uh, maybe uh, take it easy. Um. That's grand. Uh, yeah, what do you give us? Uh, bang Bang Scissor Gang? No. No. <laughs> no. Just not. Don't, don't do it. Like, I don't mind the acclaim, but I fucking love Bullet Club. And it's like, because you know it's just going to lead to another match between them as well. They'll work together and then they'll bring. It's, it's too predictable. Hmm. Unless somehow Jay White convinces them to leave Daddy Ass and join the Bullet Club. They claimed in Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah exactly. It wouldn't, wouldn't fit. They need to defend those titles at some point. 
Yeah, they fucking do. Uh, this Samoa Joe promo was fucking amazing. It was fucking real. It just immediately convinced me. It's like, yep, that's that's the AW champion right there. Um, Anyone who thinks, that, oh, why'd they give Joe the belt? He, he's not a talker. It's, it's like, like uh, that, that's why. Seen, that's why you've never seen a good Joe promo. That's your fucking problem. <laughs> he's a scary looking bastard, and he packs it up <laughs> on the mic. Um, terrified looking. I just lo- love some of this this stuff. Are you saying? <laughs> but the, 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 all the crowds jump. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I guess we were done with uh, with MJF, um, <laughs> which I guess is a bit unfair, but whatever. Uh, he's all uh, no thanks. He did. Uh, I was destined for this, uh, and he says he's gonna change things. <laughs> it's like no longer will you have to come out and whine on the mic about your poor misfortunes or go on social media and make ho ass comments. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, this is my favorite line: "You bring your record and your reputation to the championship committee, and if deemed worthy, you get an express path to Joe to stomp your ass out in front of everyone who ever's ever cheered for you." <laughs> Fucking great line for all those and uh, that. For all who want a piece, the chap will be waiting. <laughs> like, ah! Oh, give me chills. And then Swerve's music hits. Hmm. Like, now, again, I like the way Swerve was doing his. He's all, listen, this, as I said to Hangman, this isn't personal. But when I beat you and I take that, you're going to make it personal. And you know the way, because Joe is, is Joe supposed to be a heel, I guess. Heel champions are usually very they're shit heels. I don't you know. know. Yeah, it's weird. It's hard to tell me, Joe. I think Joe's like Mark. It's like Moxley. Yeah, he has just engulfed that sort of. I know he was supposed to be heel, but I think he's just so popular. He's just transcended it. Just yeah. You're just Joe, but you know yourself. Most sort of champs will sort of like do the or the heat the heel champs or whatever will do the thing where they're sort of like nervous, and Joe just stands there. <laughs> Milan still looking absolutely terrifying and it's like I love you Swerve you're amazing but this is fucking Joe like hmm I don't uh, know where sw- I want to Swerve is taking this title off Joe I, I know I know he is but I love Joe that much I'm like I don't yeah. know if I want anyone that, to take it off <laughs> but, but uh, see uh, Joe's whole point uh, so it's great Joe has this title he's never had a title mm. this big and he did fucking for all he's done over the years he deserves yeah. to have a shot or uh, a run with this title but Joe is here to just legitimize Strickland's eventual yeah. title run. That's that's what he's doing here. Um and he will. Um and you know Hook he, <laughs> <laughs> he came out. Yep. Uh and he next got in his face. Uh, yeah, next week. Fair enough. Um I would maybe like Joe maybe have him have Hangman get the shot at him first, and and have Joe beat him, and then do Strickland or something. Just, just so oh yeah, better. yeah. To me, that's what they're they're building towards. You've got Hangman and Strickland going for this. Hangman's gonna Hangman's gonna stumble. Mm. To me, you don't have Swerve interfere with Hangman's match. You have Joe beat him, and then you have Swerve beat Joe. Yeah. Otherwise, that always will put the thing over Hangman's loss. Ah. Oh. You know, I'd be your champ if it wasn't for you type thing. Whereas if Swerve sits back and watches Hangman lose and goes, right, now I'll show you how it's done. 
Aye. Should be good. Sword. But it it. I, I, I doubt this would happen, but imagine they had fucking just Joe Squash Hook just to really amp up what a bad bastard Joe is. I don't know if I think something like that has to happen. I don't want to see an extended match with uh, Joe and Hook. I don't think that would be very good. <laughs> well, you see, to me, if you really want to make Joe a bastard, you have a murder Hook and then just like taunting Taz. Let's <laughs> get say murder Taz. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have I want just ta- like taunting Taz the whole time as he beats the living piss out of his son. Then Taz call him a son of a bitch or something. I don't know. <laughs> or Taz has to throw in the fucking towel. He's worried for hook that battle. Oh. Uh. Um, there was a Tony Storm promo uh, where she was asked about last week's debut, <laughs> which was Deanna Parazzo, and she was, thought it was Wendy Richter. Yes, she did. <laughs> um. Guessing Brazos getting fast tracked to a title shot here. I don't know if I like this. Uh, well, is it because Brazos going to lose? Is that why? Well, no, it's just I don't. They they seem to do this with the women's division, but not the men's. Oh, you Here's mean you get my sh- damn it, punk? But even he had to wait. <laughs> what nine months? I guess was it that long? Well, yeah, he, he he came in just before All Out and he didn't get his title shot to double or nothing. Yeah, fair enough. I will say, for the women's division, there's not a lot of people they have with the kind of momentum to be getting title shots. Um, mm. And we can't, ju- we can't just have Storm versus Sheeta for the rest of forever. Yeah. So th- it probably is what you need out of a title match is someone fresh. Yeah, true. Which we got here, and we like the women's division is potentially getting exciting with the Perazzo coming in with um, Thunder Rosa back and um, Serena Deeb coming back, mm-hmm. um, all all world championship content, like serious ones, um, I yep. think. Um, so yeah, maybe the the world title picture will will look a a bit better too mm. <clears throat> uh, Sammy and Ricky had a match um, it was a good match because they know each other very well but yeah. then there was all sorts of shit uh, after the match where um, you know we, we had uh, them doing the respect angle with the shaking hands and then Big Bill comes out and they start beating up Sammy and then Jericho tries to pull a fucking uh, I forgot his name now. New Jack? New Jack, yes. <laughs> Jericho tries to pull, pull a New Jack by running him for the save, having his music play through the entire segment so you can't hear the people booing the fuck at him. Mm. Oh dear. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the, the street fight for the, the title match. Um, We had that other uh, Thunder Rosa was in a match uh this was the other sort of Rory Lee one uh Anna J Thunder Rosa Statlander Will Nightingale against Julia Hart Sky Blue um Soraya and Ruby Soho um 
Yeah, this, this is fine. This, yeah, this match basically boiled down to Anna Jay and Julia Hart giving each other the evils and having we goes at each other, but they didn't really actually lay hands on each other too much because there was so much mayhem in the match. Yeah. Which and they basically what led to a match later on. Yeah. Um <laughs> I've thought about that much. Um <laughs> it was a funny bit where it's out there doing the the whole team like does the suplex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Julia Hart was like, I know how this is playing out, I'm gonna switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> That must be what she was doing. Trying to face her. Um. <clears throat> yeah, Anna Jay gets the win here. Um. But yeah, non-canonical. Yeah, non-canonical. <laughs> uh, Roderick Strong beat Brian Keith in a. Let's get Roderick Strong some wins match. Brian Keith doing the rounds, hey? He is. Not even signed, hey? Um, yeah, that's... Uh, Adam Cole was there as well. It was a good match. Yes, he was. I thought Adam Cole was going to go over to the commentary desk and be a bastard. Nah. Granted, the, the new music still has the part for the boob. It, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Got some um, t-shirts still. <clears throat> Man, Wardle looks so out of place in that group. Why was he in sweatpants and like fucking? <laughs> I don't know. Movie? He looks all grumpy too. It, it's because he's not. He, it, it, it's, it's like he just woke up out of bed. The hair wasn't fixed. Or maybe this is the persona. He's just pissed off. Um. Yeah, Adam Cole uh, cuts a promo after, and Sam Ward Wardlow's winning the world title. Um, do you think that's gonna happen? I Wardlow go for it, and he'll lose. Mm. That's cool. Get all pissed off at him, and that's where I end up getting kicked. Out. You know, Wardlow's getting kicked out of this fucking group, like. He has to. He's, he has to. He's just Angelman. It's all he ever is. <laughs> uh, Deanna Perrazzo, um getting interviewed backstage. Uh, it's a good wee thing uh, we segment for her because <laughs> you just got the wee fucking badass part where you got Red Velvet walking in. She's talking about the uh, Perrazzo's talking about her debut. And she starts doing her st- stirring thing. <laughs> like it. Deanna be like, is that your stern arm? <laughs> They're interested and then just walks away and Renee's like, uh, better watch your arm. <laughs> She's talking brilliant. She's gonna stretch you. <laughs> uh, main event was a fucking travesty. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I can't wait to revolution. That's a good over. show too. After such a good show, I mean, uh, I mean, it was what it was. It was Sting and Darby Allen beating uh, Parahus Hoops and Kanosuke Takeshita, um, Ric Flair. Why doesn't Don Callis just like kill Ric Flair or something? I don't know. 
help yeah, your bastard. Don't cows take, uh, take care of these days. <laughs> you would think. Oh fuck. Um I'm just I was I was worried when he started throwing chops at Hobbs. I was all has he been told this sale? Yeah. Please tell me he has not been told this sale. Luckily he didn't. Yeah, that would look stupid. I did like when Takeshi was throwing some chops at uh Ken, I think it was was it Darby or Sting? Not sure. But he kept like look he was looking over to Flair, be like, I watch Oh yeah, it was Darby. I have to, but I was laughing at this point during the match because all I could think was, I bet you Darby's sitting there and going, Would you fucking say that's a good enough chap, old man? I'm getting murdered here. <laughs> this guy won't stop until you say this, but a good job. I did love the bit we were talking about this. Um, Sting's obviously getting the upper hand at one point and he puts Hobbs and Takesta into the opposite corners and he's going for a splash and he splashes Hobbs and he comes running at Takesta and Takesta's just like, Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Knees him square in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that part was was pretty and good. It, like, it no cho- it made no fucking choice, but they said, because I think he caught him too. <laughs> Strong style! Yep. Um, uh, but as, as we said, unfortunately, you know, Perel Hobbs has to get the pen because <laughs> he gets awkwardly well, scorpion death drop through a table. That looked dodgy as fuck. Well, Hobbs set, up those, Hobbs set up those tables, so he's going through them, like. Yeah, um, but it, it's a your dodge the way it was done, and yeah. this thing just looked like he was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Sting lands first, too. Hobbs rolls through it, and I see, but Sting just goes curse plat. Um. So, yeah. And then they have to sort of scoop him up and get him in the ring for the next part. <laughs> yeah. So, so, they get Sting in the ring. Shivani's all, hey, lad. That's what actually what he says to him. Hey, lad, your, uh, your match is coming up here. What's your final match gonna be? Something awesome happens. We get the fucking return of the Bucks, looking like fucking Bond villains. <laughs> Sporting, yeah, they got some, they got themselves some new mustaches, uh, and they're they're dressed like uh, late era Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> like they done that concert on the roof. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and they just they stare them down and go. Mm. Yeah. So well, would you would, would you like some info on this match? Do you have info on this match? There has been some info on this match. Where'd you get that? But go ahead. <laughs> Sting chose this. So he did. He chose the box? Sting, yeah, Sting was given a choice who he wanted his last match to be. And he says he wants to do it. Because he's, he apparently says, I'm not doing a singles match. There's no fucking way. Uh so I want to do a tag match with Derby. Everyone thought his final match was going to be against Derby, but now he's going to tag with Derby. And he says, I want to face the Bucks because I've never got to face them properly in a, in a match. So he's chosen the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And apparently Sting is having full control of how this match goes, finishes, everything. He's got the control of this. So if he fucking wins, we know he's a <laughs> So I'm thinking... Yeah. Is the Bucks want to be like they want to get a lot of heat? They want to be super, super heels, like properly yep. hated, going for like fucking PWG in their two thousands types of fucking hate. Um, yeah, they said they wanted to redefine the word heel. Yeah, so I think what they're gonna do is just have them fucking ruin rings, stings, rings, stings retirement. Yeah, just butcher. 
Like he's not gonna get the uh, oh here's one last hand ovation. I think he's gonna get fucking taken apart by the Bucks. You think uh, he still wins the match and they just beat the piss out no, of him? No, no, I don't think he should win. No, there's no reason to. Who's that for? But if we're trying to like mm. angle the Bucks into this like sort of new post fucking <laughs> post CM Punk. Let's get back to doing some good shit here. Um, then, yeah, they they should win. They should cheat like bastards. Um, yep, that kicks for all. I don't know. I I would maybe no super kicks. Oh no! No super kicks. No bang for your buck. No flips. Because they they look very somber and subdued. Yep. Um, and that's all their exciting stuff. And uh, it's not like like back in the day where people were, you know, oh, you're killing the business. So you're like, oh, that's just a joke now. And you leaned into that, and everyone plays in that. And that's just the way things. If you want to like change and be heel now, you should go the complete fucking opposite direction and become FTR. Become FTR. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fifteen minute rest hold spots. Let's go. <laughs> Headlocks for all. Um, Rampage. Eddie. Rampage was good this week. It, it was, uh, but still, I don't like Eddie uh, defending this continental crowd. I need to get over it because it's happening. May as well fucking uh, come to terms with that. But, um, fucking, match was fucking brilliant. great match. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. Um, I loved what Wheeler was doing as well. Like, every time Eddie would reach for the rope, he would say to him, oh, that would be one, that would be two, oh, uh, you'd be in trouble now and all this here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, it was was great. Um, definitely worth seeking out this match. Um, mm. Got got decent decent amount of time as well for being on a rampage. Mm. Um, uh, Mark Briscoe's in the Hardys. That was a fucking weird segment. That was a weird segment, and <laughs> fucking Jeff Hardy was bringing up ratings and shit. He's <laughs> like, oh, we beat Collision in the ratings. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You fucking Mark. Jesus Christ. Company, you arse. <laughs> Just, did, did anyone tell him that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Swear Strickland beat Matt Seidel pretty handily. Mm. Um, but yeah. You gotta have Swerve. So you've had Hangman's gotta win, and now Swerve's gotta win. Yep. And uh, Private Party Challenge Top Flight, or any two of Top Flight in Action and Ready, I very much hope it's Top Flight. It has to be Top Flight. Mm. Good to see fucking Private Party again. Can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, Sheeta beating Queen Amanada. Um, this was a great match but it was very very good very hard hitting um, Amanada uh, likes to lay her shit in as well I, you know I, what I'm starting to really like her yeah she definitely uh, I think make more use of her mm-hmm. um, yeah it's weird, weird that we're just having Sheeta just have some matches <laughs> just just because I feel that at least we get to see her do what yeah. she knows. And she's doing it against good people as well. 
Um, and uh, Soraya showed what she finally what she was up to with Ruby, where she has like footage of Harley Cameron and Angelo Parker kissing, but it's a whole misunderstanding that Harley Cameron may have. Is this a good idea doing stuff like this with the whole Chris Jericho thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like I guess this was planned beforehand. It's like whole can whole consent thing here. <laughs> but anyway, it just seems a bit like let's just not. But anyway, um Ruby Soho uh hits uh, Angel Parker with a kick, which is uh, it's, it was her birthday as well. <laughs> And then he you know comes brilliant about this. Uh, he came he out. <laughs> comes out for his match covering kick. <laughs> Johnny Hungy starts eating it off his head. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, uh, Parker, Menard, and Hager against the Dark Order, who were faces for the night, because again, non-canonical episode. Yeah. And they've got negative they one had, with them. Yeah, Brody Jr. and he he had the hat, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah. You could tell that was eating JR up as well. Fucking Hager going mad about a hat. Oh, he was not happy. Ah, what does he know? Fucking <laughs> yeah. think Hager's so funny. He should just stick to doing the stupid shit. It works. Mm. Yeah, I don't, at this point in his career, I don't think he's doing anything serious. Nah. Uh, on Collision, we got another installment of the Cope Open. Apart- oh, yeah. Who- did Lee Moriarty got smashed? Lee Moriarty, that's right. Um, now they crack away. Actually, to bring Jack back in, his fucking cope open and fucking Jungle uh, Boy comes yeah, out and true. wrecks him. Fucking concertos him and just walks away. Um. I think that this was another sort of weird collision as well. Collision's got a weird format, because the the Ring of Honor six man title is being defended. Yes, um, yes, they did. Mogu Emise, uh defend against Lance Archer and the Righteous, who are also with Jake Roberts now. I guess that's mm. a Ring of Honor thing. Um, this was a good match, though. Was a good match. Uh, the story apparently to tell on Ring of Honor, by the way, is um. Everyone thinks that Jake's in charge, but mm. uh, it's, actually, it's actually Vincent. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what Lance Archer's getting all bent out of shape about then. Um, right. he's I, to Vincent more I than would Jake. give him this. It's like, see when this, see when this came out, crowd did not give a shit. See by the end of it, they are going right. fucking nuts. Yep. Um, and that's that's just good work. For, from uh, yep. the, the guys in the ring. I like The Righteous. I'm a big fan of Vincent and Dutch. Mm. Yeah, it definitely seemed uh, very good. Um, mm. Prince Dana talks shit about uh, Jay White. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And then challenged them? Yeah. To challenge for their title. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. Um, but Preston Vance is challenging Orange Cassidy. Yeah, the, the he gets interrupted, but because um, Roderick Strong is the one that's winning the oh, title, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's Battle of the Belts. No one, no one wins. No one wins the title on Battle of the Belts. Um, Dustin Rose beat Willie Mack. That's for the TNT title match that he's going to get because then we get a promo with Christian telling Dustin his dad's head. Yep, and Dustin again can't do a promo without mentioning 35 years or four <laughs> decades. One of the two will be mentioned. Is <laughs> it just the random hook? Hook's here! Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Now he's on a match. Yeah, with um, who was it again? I don't know. See, uh, Kevin Matthews, whoever that is. See, it's oh, yeah, KM. That's right, big KM. You'll see him a lot doing uh, security work backstage yeah. and stuff. So you'll... A lot of squashy town match. So we got Hangman versus uh, Jenny Trek. Like, uh, it's not really a squash because it's like they they had a decent wee back and forth match, but it's not like a big profile match either. No. Um. Drake does such a good moonsault. <laughs> I fucking size him doing a moonsault. Um, then we had Deanna Perazzo practically tied Red Velvet in knots. I like that this wasn't a squash either, though. That was pretty good. Yeah, cool. it wasn't a squash, but, but it wasn't exactly a long match either, but it was just... It, it was kind of like the... Um, the Mariah May one last week, like, uh, you yeah. wouldn't have called that a squash exactly. Um, no, it was I just like the way it finished. Though. That it was like that looks cool as fuck. That move, that Venus de Milo. Yeah, that's fucking amazing, isn't it? But it's the way she got into it though. It all started with a missed punch. Next thing you're on the fucking ground, getting your fucking arms tore out of your fucking back. I look forward to seeing Perazzo versus Deeb. That's gonna be so fucking good, hey. Mm. I, I I'd love to see fucking Perazzo against Danielson. <laughs> I swear to God, that's a fucking dream match, sir. Um, I think Danielson would be the underdog in that one. Uh, and then we have House of Black beating uh, Garcia and FTR in a fucking great match, great trios oh, match. That's fantastic. Um, Matt Minard doesn't get accosted at ringside this time. No, instead he goes into the ring afterwards. And gets oh, he's, he's he's fair game then, like, <laughs> but like while commentating, he was left alone. Yep. Um. Yeah. Was it? Uh, it was. Um. Dax took the pin as well. Yeah, it was too. Not Garcia. He got the his fucking head kicked off. Um. Yeah. In, uh, general um very good match and then before closing in they they started up the uh the the tag title match um which was a street fight so it started backstage and they're like ah stuff happened mm. backstage and then uh jericho guevara uh starks and big bill all fighting um notice that the vast 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 majority of this match took place backstage yes it did um <laughs> The vast majority of this match was throw opponent into an animate object. Yeah. Uh, Jericho yeah. being weird, right? That stupid thing where he puts a cone on his head and tries to laugh like a witch, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, he keeps, play he keeps looking at the camera and doing stupid stuff. It's like, you're supposed well, to be... He did, that, he, he did that at Stadium Stampede. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of like, made sense there. Was, yeah, that was three years ago, buddy. 
<laughs> I know you're trying to reenact that, but it's like um, a lot of people are probably going, "What the fuck?" Are you doing? Yeah, it, it was pretty fucked up. Like the um, fucking suplex on the uh, Rat Titus's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was that, that was um. Did he break the glass? It did, yeah. Yeah. Was it real glass? Probably real too. <laughs> <laughs> we both said the same thing. Um, yeah, a lot of hitting each other. They they do a pretty good spot with uh, Starks and the photocopier. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. Uh, and then Cater and stuff. Uh, there's some yeah. fire extinguisher stuff. Uh, they, they come yeah. out. To finish off, Jared. Oh, and uh, Sammy's fucking wall spot where he's like, Bill throws him at the wall and he backflips off the wall and then super yeah, kicks him. Cool that was that, that was, was really uh, this Sammy, a good showing for Sammy. More than Sammy anyone. was fucking great in this. Uh, definitely MVP in this one. Um, mm. they finish off. Jericho does the um the table spot where. Well, he sets up tables, but then uh, Big Bill, um, is it, uh, yeah, Takeshita comes out and hits Jericho yep. with a kendo stick, uh, allows Bill to powerbomb through the table, and then Sammy sets up, he climbs up the light, lightning rig to do jump onto Starks, yep. uh, Hobbs comes out, pulls Starks out of the way, and Sammy takes a very, very fucking stiff-looking bump onto what definitely yep. was not plywood. No. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but that looked... I think it was polystyrene, but still, it, it looked pretty fucking rough. Yep. Did not look good at all. Um, the... Yeah, so basically Starks and uh, Big Bill retain, and then, fuck knows, Jericho will probably disappear for a few weeks, waiting for the Should, heat to uh, die down. <laughs> I was going to say, we should point out, when it was backstage, you couldn't hear too much as soon as they hit the arena. Oh, he's getting the booed. Yeah. But they were sort of booing for him, but cheering for Sammy at the same time. Mm. So yeah, he I'd... wasn't getting as bad as he maybe could have. Uh, I do feel bad Sammy, Sammy was there, take the cheers. Yeah. Uh, uh, TBS title match. Duh. This was kind of nothing, if I'm it honest. Took... Again, it was very, 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 very slowly start. There was just a couple of cool bits at the end, but mm. even the finish wasn't the greatest. No. He's just two two very young, inexperienced wrestlers. Probably need someone a bit more experience in there mm. with either of them. Um, Julia Hart wins, of course. Yeah. No surprise there. Um... <laughs> I actually quite like the uh, the Jarrett Jay old Sanji Dot thing backstage. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sat him sing. Trying to feed him. <laughs> Trying to feed Lethal. Um, yeah, obviously. Is just, uh, they're, they're, we obviously know Jarrett does comedy as well because he's obviously been on the fucking BTE with the Dark Order and he's wild funny on that, so he is. Hmm. Uh, his eels, his eels uh, for dizzummies. <laughs> <laughs> um, international title match, uh, K 
Cassidy beats Vance. Not much to say there. We we yeah. had we had um it was a decent match. Uh we had the kingdom out there as well. Uh, uh that was that was your main story was yeah. the kingdom were watching because Roddy Strong go, that's my title. They didn't do anything though. They they got in the nope. ring and all, but then they just applauded and left. Yep. Well, they, they threw out Vance and the assistant for some reason, and then just well done. Yeah, because they're done. Don't need them anymore. Uh, uh, that's all the AEW. Hmm. Um. So. Uh, I watched Hard to Kill last night. I was going to say, Dolph Ziggler turning up fucking everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has officially signed, apparently, though, for... Uh, uh, TNA? TNA now. Um, so... Um, well, no, wait, nope, nope. They, they, they had said it signed, and now they've changed it again, so he hasn't actually signed. He's just made appearances. God only knows. Uh, is a GCW as well. It was a GCW as well. This was the first pay-per-view back under the TNA name. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to... This was a really, really good show. Um, so we started with an Ultimate X knockouts match. Um, so it was six knockouts. Winner gets a shot at the upcoming knockouts champion. Um, so we had Giselle Shaw, Lisa Edwards, Danny Luna, who was the fucking MVP of this match. I've never seen this girl before. She's from England. She was fucking fantastic. Uh, we had Jodie Threat, Tasha Steeles, and Zaya Brookside. Apparently she's a big name. She's the son of Bobby Brookside or Robert Brookside, famous British wrestler or English wrestler. I don't know if you know the name. Mm, yes. Uh, he used to work in NXT. All right. Well, there you go. His daughter was in this match as well this was actually very very cool um a lot of again because it's ultimate x you're gonna get a lot of crazy spots but your woman danny luna she done this fucking cracker thing where you remember alicia edwards uh fucking eddie edwards is wee blonde wife not very good in the no. ring but they seem to put her in matches for some reason no anyway she's crawling across you know going f- across the x and your woman grabs her by the feet Pulls her down into a powerbomb and just completely just that's the end of her night. She gets powerbombed to absolute hell and back. Um, and then she's doing this thing where there's two of them cr- crawling across either side and she grabs one leg, grabs the other, and just pulls them both down and grabs them both into like a fucking Samoan drop. It was fucking amazing looking. So she was she didn't win the match, it was won by Giselle Shaw. So she'll be getting a shot later on. Uh the, the one bad, well, I won't say the one bad, the one sleep match of the night was obviously PCO. Wait, ah, fucking, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. That guy can fuck off. Yeah. Um, well, they had a one-minute match. He got DQ'd, so then it got turned into a tag match. Do you even know which one um, I was talking about when I said that I'm guy can fuck off? I'm, I'm guessing Dirty Dango or whatever he's <laughs> yeah. called. Fandango. Yeah. Jesus Christ, hey. Pish. Well, then, yes, Pish is the word, all right. They ended up having a fucking tag. What I don't understand is they were making a big deal that PCO was the first person re-signed under the new TNA name, and you're like, why? Why? The crowd go fucking mad for him and everything, but he's so fucking dodgy in the ring. I'm sorry. Like, 
poor old Jake something had to put up with all these old boys around him, basically. And you're like, right oh. Uh, but then we <laughs> said some good news. Uh, match of Slamovich and Killer Kelly came out and went, hey, we weren't booked on this and we're raging. We want a match. And for nearly six months, we haven't seen Decay, Rosemary and Havoc. And I honestly thought they were gone. There was loads of rumors they were going to show up at uh, AEW because apparently there was rumors that AEW was going to do a women's tag division. And that's where I was like, shit, that's where they're going to go then. Uh, but no, they showed back up tonight. So they did. So we had Rosemary and Havoc back together and they won the tag titles. It was very, very... They only got like seven or eight minutes, but it was a very good match, very hard-hitting. Made Havoc look like a monster. She was just fucking kicking out at everything. So that was very good. We complain about sometimes like old wrestlers on AEW and then you look at this and this is like, eh, could be worse. Yeah. Are you looking at the card? I am. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well, like, he still had Rhino, you know? It, 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 I think Rhino knows his place, though. He's not there to fucking win. You know? Uh, well. Um, same with EY. EY was in the pre-show. But it's, EY's that damn good, you wouldn't mind if he even got a title run again. That's the thing. Like, I don't think he's that old. Yeah, I don't mean one older. I don't mean I mean the boys like PCO and but I I guess uh, this fucking Dango guy isn't old. He's just pushing away. Uh, um, um, <laughs> at least AEW when they get when they get uh, ex- WWE guys, it's you know the the ones that are not yeah. shit. <laughs> nope. Our next match may have been fucking standout match of the night. Uh, Chris Saban, Kushida, and El Hijo del Vikingo. That's no three way match. That's no surprise. Absolutely fucking brilliant. So it was before this match, there was a like a, a presentation of Scott Damore and whoever fucking Triple A's president is doing like this weird contract not, sign that they're working it, together now. Is it not um, going on now? No, uh, it was some guy. He began his name began with a D. Um, fuck, I can't even remember what his name was. But they basically says, "Hey, look, we're working together." Yada yada yada. So they had this match. This was fucking brilliant. Tight. Kushida, fantastic. Delvey Kingo, unbelievable. Chris Saban still got it tight. This was fantastic. I actually wasn't sure which way this was going at one stage. I was like, "This is." There was some Delvey King, like you know that what that we fucking guy can do. Mm. Mix in that with Kashida and you know fucking Saban, you're just gonna get absolute mm. magic. The only thing I just wish it had I had a bit more time. That was the only thing because the match was so high speed from start to finish, it just flew by. I just I was like, ah, oh, I just wanted that to keep going. Brilliant, but Chris Saban retained. Um, very very good. Uh. Next match, actually, the last couple of matches were all fucking fantastic. Uh, we had Josh Alexander uh, uh, going against Alex Hammerstone. Never seen this guy before, but he's mm. apparently he's a big free agent at the moment. He's from MLW. Right. Uh, he is, apparently, he used to be in MJF's group before AEW started. He was like MJF's muscle. He was kind of MJF's original Wardlow, I guess. Um <laughs> But he was former world champion and all this. I think he's like the longest reigning MLW champion ever and all this here. This match was excellent. This was just 
these two beating the absolute shit out of each other for 15 minutes straight. Absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> so he, your man Hammerstone's massive, so the whole story was Alexander was working the legs the whole time. Obviously his finisher is an ankle lock as well, or one of his finishers is an ankle lock. So he was trying to keep, he kept trying to get him in the ankle lock, and your man was too powerful, just kept shoving him out of the way. So eventually he had to do his big C4 spike finisher, which amazing as well, but really, really good hard hit match. Lots and lots of suplexes. So I was very happy with that one. Um, mm. Really, really, really good match. Next way, next one was a four way tag match. Uh, so we had ABC, Chris and uh, Ace Austin. Uh, the Rascals are now back together. We had Laredo Kid and Mike Bailey. Um, it wasn't supposed to be Laredo Kid. It was actually supposed to be uh, the guy from Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I mean, he was in AEW for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, due to, you know the way there's all the crazy weather in America with the snow and all at the moment. Yeah. He literally could not travel. Uh, and the last team was the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, who I know one of. Uh, I don't know James Drake, but I know Zach Gibson because I've seen him at that Pish Wrestling show in Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> so I know him I know that guy's face and I, I clapped on him as well he was at that shit wrestling show at Belfast ah, that's right he was in the main event um, but this was a, another fantastic match um, as you'd expect very fast because of you know ABC and the Rascals but then you're very hard hitting between Mike Bailey and the Grizzled Young Veterans so you had actually a, a good mix of styles in there um of uh, the ABC, I wasn't too sure if they were going to retain. I really wasn't because there was rumors that they hadn't, they weren't staying. Um, but they got the win. They are hanging around and they're still part of Bullet Club. Everyone throwing up the signs and also, I guess the, the original Bullet Club still alive and well. Um, I guess they want to do a, a Bullet Club Gold versus Bullet Club sort of thing. I don't know. Um, but that very very good match as well. Next match, I'm a bit annoyed. Oh, because I got the next match spoiled Did for me before I even watched it. All right, I mean, wasn't this what you wanted? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but <laughs> I didn't want to. Know. I wanted to go in going, How's this gonna fucking go? Right, but somebody's all, Oh, this is Trinity's last match in TNA, and I was like, Well, I know how this fucking match is going now. That's uh, a bit weird. fucked up. Is she going back yeah. to WWE? No idea. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say that she's departed. Hmm. Don't know. Uh, but this was fucking brilliant. This was Jordan Grace against Trinity, and as you would expect, it's basically agility versus just brute strength. Mm. What was very cool is no the way they call her the juggernaut, Jordan Grace. She came out in full fucking juggernaut outfit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was fucking class looking too. Um, so, yep, she came out. Uh, then Your woman Trinity has some entrance as well because she's got like, you know that blue light stuff? Yeah, yeah. And then she must have like this dye in her hair that only comes up under the blue light because her name is then written in her hair. It's fucking cool looking because as soon as the normal lights come on, it disappears and you're like, oh, okay. But um, great match. Like I say, just agility against power. But they both, so your woman Trinity has a uh, submission finisher. 
she got her indie, she got indie Jordan Grace a few times, and the way the match finished was she's on the mat, middle of the ring, nowhere for her to go, and she starts sort of swaying back and forward, and she just rolls onto her feet, picks deadlifts her off the ground, spins her around, and just fucking race drivers her, and I was like, there's no like you literally could not get out of this because <laughs> you were holding on to her the whole time. Fantastic match, brilliant. Um, very tough Jordan Grace's t- well, women's champion again, but I would love to have done the whole thing they did way. I was hoping they were going to do the thing with uh, they did with Tessa and make her world champ. All right. Um, and then our main event, uh, I kind of seen this coming. Um, like I like Alex Shelley, but mm-hmm. he's not world champion. Okay. <laughs> He's a good wrestler. Uh, he's a great wrestler and all. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. He's not. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Moose put on a cracking match again. I think that match <laughs> with Kenny Omega is rubbed off on him, you know. I can't. He set him straight, hey? That's all. I can't, that's it. All you need to do is rub up against God and. <laughs> that's all you need. Just, just look him in the eyes. That's it. I, I I was saying a few the other day, I reckon if I looked in Kenny Omega's eyes, I'd be a brilliant wrestler all of a sudden. <laughs> but this match, it's uh, started off, so I don't know if he's legit injured or this is a story, but this was rocking quote-unquote arm injury. So Shelly's attacking the arm the whole time. Um, and Moose is just powering out everything. Finish, uh, again, was actually very, very cool. So Shelly's obviously a high flyer. And he is... On the top, he's going to go for his his 450. And as he jumps, Moose springs to his feet and just sprints and spears him out of the air. And I was like, okay, that was pretty cool looking. And just gets the pin. So Moose is our, our world champion. Uh, before the show started, we had a wee pre-show. Uh, Steve Macklin beat Rich Swan. Uh, but the thing was, there's a new faction set up, which is Moose, Eddie Edwards, Brian Myers. They call themselves the system because okay. they're fed up. They're fed <laughs> up, you know, with the system. So they're now the new system. So this, the whole thing that was representing the system and all this here. So this is the world champion. He says he's going to take over TNA, yada yada yada. But no, it actually generally was a very very good pay per view. Uh, we had a couple of a couple of faces show up as well. So after the after the event was over, as you say, Dolph Ziggler showed up, attacked Moose, and everyone was like, "What the fuck." Also, Dolph Ziggler is rocking Vince Neil's hair from the 80s. Don't know what that's about. I've seen that. Yeah. Because yeah. he showed up at Wrestle um, Kingdom and no one cared. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck's that? Uh, we had someone... Do you know D- Dana Brooke? Dana Brooke? Yes. She's terrible. She showed up. <laughs> oh, great. Well... <laughs> Apparently, apparently she wants to have a word with Jordan Grace, and I'm thinking, I have no idea who you are, love, but you'll be fucking murdered all the time. Um, I mean, her her whole thing was, um, I have muscles, but like she's not a fucking patch on Jordan Grace. Oh, was that her thing? I have muscles. Yeah, oh. she was just when doing, doing double buys. When they were standing face to face, it was like. You're very tiny. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I she, she, she just came. She came. She was in that. Yeah, she's a bodybuilder. Um, she, she was in that sort of. You know, just after the likes of, 
you know, and Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte all like fucking broke through in women's wrestling, but she was never at that that sort of level. I don't, I don't think she's particularly good. All right. Well, she's fucking TNA now. <laughs> she lose Tiana Perez and get Tiana Perez instead. Right. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey were in the crowd. I, uh, surely, surely, if that were the case, they would have been showing them every five minutes. Well, they didn't show them once, but apparently, the reason they were there is because it was your woman Trinity's last match. Are they good buddies with her? I'm guessing. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently, that's why they were there. They were, it was there on. Um... <clears throat> On cage match, uh, Dana Brooke is sitting at a 4.19. If, if you put... <laughs> I think she's a 7 something. Uh, I can't, I can't, I, it, I can't spell it. Was actually, shit. It was a very good show. Um, I'd even recommend just go watching the, the latter half of it. Yeah. Oh, and catch the women's match at the start. That was brilliant. But that, there you go. There was three women's matches on an entire pay-per-view. Uh, Take note, Tony can. It can be done. I know. That's fucking nuts. And it, and it was a three-hour pay-per-view, not even four hours. So there you Getting go. Getting shown up by TNA now, not even Impact Wrestling. Fucking TNA. <laughs> what are we doing? A cockroach is back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, right. Well, that's going to do us for this week. Why change it to TNA? I don't get it. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, we'll be back again next week. See you then. In the meantime, I'm going to puberty push Colin. No! No! Yeah! <laughs>